You're listening to Building Markets Together, brought to you by the EEX Group. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Building Markets Together. My name is Lucas Odoa from EX Group Innovation Platform and together with my colleague Clara Steffes from the EX Sustainability Committee, we want to talk about what is happening in commodities today. Today's episode of Building Markets Together will be about guarantees of origin, a topic that gains more and more importance these days when it comes to the topic of the energy transition. We are very happy to welcome our guests, CEO Markus Klimschewski and Project Manager Laura Malinen from EEX Group's Grexel today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Clara. Nice to be here. Yes, we're very happy to be here. Okay, as a start, can you explain to us what a guarantee of origin, I will further continue to call it GO, is actually and how is it working to guarantee origin of energy? Maybe you can give us a GO 101. Thanks. Yeah, we, we will try. Basically, what happens is that when you buy green power or green energy from your vendor, a GO is what pr- proves that what happens in the background so that your vendor has the right to say that your electricity was green. Um, and uh, the process in very simple ways that uh, we issue or a guarantee of origin is is awarded for every megawatt hour that is produced. It can be renewable, but it can also be other other energy sources. Uh, this geo, which represents one uh, megawatt hour of of often renewable energy, can be traded, and ultimately it is usually usually bought by a supplier. For example, your electricity supplier, and for every uh, megawatt hour that the supplier sells, it must buy a geo and then cancel it or use it. The cancel is the technical term. And that means that the supplier assigns this megawatt hour to the electricity that it's, it's sold to you and that it cannot be uh, assigned to anyone else or for any other purpose. So for example, if you annually buy three megawatt hours of, of power into your house, it means your electricity supplier must, must go and purchase three geos and then assign those to you in order to keep track of, of the greenness which is in the in the grid. And a little bit to continue why it works like that is that um, the fact that we don't associate geo with the actual uh, selling of the power is that it works in the benefit of both the electricity market and the origin markets. So if we would distinguish, for example, that that in in every exchange of Europe, there would be a separate price for wind power or for for coal power or for for wind wind plant that was generated in in 2020 versus a wind plant that was made into in 90s, then that would seriously hamper the, the liquidity of the electricity markets as well as make make it impossible to supervise. So uh, by by having a separate system to keep track of the origin, we can have liquid electricity markets and we can have reliable origin markets. Do these GOs concern European Union countries only or are there some exceptions? 
the the geo instrument is has been in um in the european legislation or in the eu legislation for 20 years now and uh in the beginning it was not very clear what they are who needs to implement that implement them but uh with renewable energy directive in 2009 the first renewable energy directive their role became much clearer and there became a much clearer mandate for all european countries to implement the geo system for reliable tracking uh, and by by today i would say that all european countries be that eu countries or or other european countries have implemented a geo system of some sort but the most sophisticated systems uh, are in the uh, belong to the European Energy Certificate System, the EECS standard, which is maintained by the AIB, which is the Association of Issuing Bodies. And there's a group of approximately 25 European countries uh, that adhere to the same technical standard, which means that if you buy uh, wind power in Germany, your supplier can use <clears throat> a geo which was issued for a Finnish wind farm to prove your energy, unless you have made a specific request on, on buying domestic power. And uh, with the AIB, it's not just a technical standard, but it's actually a very high quality standard as well, which means that all countries in this common system have to have reliable and accurate geo systems without double counting of renewables so it's growing and growing and and by now we have about 25 countries and and uh, i would expect that the remaining countries will join shortly at which stage of the geo value chain and life cycle is grixel intervening uh, our job is to maintain the central bank of certificates and this means that when there's a megawatt hour of renewable energy produced, uh, that information is stored in our system. And when when the geo changes ownership from a trader to a supplier, we keep track who has the, the legal right to, to claim those attributes, who, who is the owner of the geo. And that, that is where in whichever country it is uh, where we operate our register system. And I think that our job is to essentially make clear that no geo gets duplicated in the mm -hmm. in the process from issuing to cancellation. And our our clients are typically uh, the governmentally appointed geo issuing bodies. Each country has one for each energy carrier. Uh, and uh, it's our clients' clients who are actually the companies that are operating who who use our our registry software. Besides uh, providing registry services, uh, we have also been here since the beginning of the of the energy tracking industry in in Europe, uh, and uh, we have contributed to to the rules of of how this this system is built by 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 participating in European level projects such as the FastGo and Redis, and and helped our customers in in aligning their processes with EECS, for example, in ensuring reliable disclosure. And one of uh, one of these tasks is to calculate annually the residual mixes for all European countries, as well as the European attribute mix, which effectively is is a very important step in avoiding uh, double disclosure, double counting of of renewable attributes. Okay. So basically, in a nutshell, we make sure that the system is reliable and works as it is planned to work, or works per its design. 
and works correctly. And that's where our registries and our product product comes in. So earlier you, you spoke about like like green energy and green power. So would you say that geos are restricted to certain assets, so just just power products, or um, yeah, can you guarantee basically any source of energy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, actually, uh, now that we are in the red two renewable energy directive two times, you can guarantee almost any source of energy because a lot of new energy carriers have entered the scope of the guarantees of origin system with the new regulation. And uh, so where there used to be electricity, there's now electricity, hydrogen, heating and cooling and biogas that can have guarantees of origin and that can have tradable guarantees of origin. So that really broadens both the market as well as the whole geo system. So it works on both supply and demand sides as something that will probably on the long term make geos more interesting also to the general public mm -hmm. and to a wider range of market operators. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned um, hydrogen and biomass, like sustainable initiatives coming up now or getting more and more important. So what would you say is Grexel's role when it comes to, for example, hydrogen and the development of this? We are, of course, we're operating the first hydrogen registry for guarantees of origin mm -hmm. because we're the issuing body for the Certify project, which is a European Commission funded initiative to the market system and market mechanism for, well, mainly for renewable hydrogen focuses there, mm -hmm. but it of course covers all the colors of the rainbow for hydrogen origins. And uh, it is without a question that hydrogen will play a really central role in electrifying the future Europe. And and uh, it is essential that we are able to certify the origin of hydrogen, how it was produced, because it can actually produce, be produced with very coal-intensive power. And unless we have reliable means of, of ensuring how that hydrogen is produced, we are then just shifting the problem, uh, thinking that we are uh, using clean power where we are actually not, because it, if the production of hydrogen is, is dirty. Yes, and uh, one thing, of course, it's worth mentioning about the guarantees of origin is that similar mechanisms are also present in, in CO2 certificates. So, for mm -hmm. instance, one of our customers, Uro, is a Finnish initiative that, well, basically attempts to cut CO2 emissions by using a mechanism similar to the traditional power-led geo. So also important in the emissions market. Yes, absolutely. And probably mm -hmm. even more so in the future. Mm -hmm. You can basically certify anything. We joked about uh, certifying that how you have done vacuuming and then you can use that certificate to, to claim a reward of this maybe goes a little bit into the nuclear stop category. But but still, that, that is, if there's a, a way to like if there's a value in in some sort of process be that renewable energy produ production or removal of co2 in in a process which which uses co2 as input then then that that environmental commodity value can be certified and and act as a further in incentive to 
to promote those sorts of processes. As we talk now about the topic of sustainability more and more, and you know our our claim at EX Group is building successful, um, secure and sustainable commodity markets worldwide. How would you describe just shortly the role of Grexel here when it comes to this claim? We kind of believe that that geos open a sort of wormhole between the consumers and energy policies. They provide a site about the, the how electricity is produ- produced where where we were used where the consumers used to be blind for that so what comes out of the socket or what is used to heat up our radiator at home and mm-hmm. what they do is that uh, with this process they engage the consumer in in this whole energy transition process and and it's a vehicle to to voice their their preference so this power over this power but they they do do not solve the climate crisis on their own but they are a big they're part of a, a bigger equation and they are really needed from the customer from the consumer engagement point of view but this bigger <clears throat> bigger uh, equation naturally consists of support schemes and emission trading etc but ngos definitely play a role there but if we think about consumer choice there's uh, not many forces in the in the planet that would be uh, bigger than that. What consumers want, be that uh, uh, private people or or companies consuming things, uh, is is ultimately what what drives drives us forward or drives decisions, and and that will be heard by the policymakers in the, in the long run and by the energy companies. So that feeds into the design of the system, and that it, that is definitely something that we believe in. But uh, also from the point of view of of companies using power that have made carbon or sustainability roadmaps, uh, though those are quite numerous at the moment. Geos are a very essential part of those high-level plans because energy is a very big portion of, of car- companies' carbon footprints. Mm-hmm. And uh, as many companies are striving for carbon neutrality, that target would not be achievable without instruments just as, such as geos or, or carbon offsets. So it would not be realistic for every company to produce 100% of the energy that they use at their own premises from from emission-free sources. So they need, of course, they they should do that as well. They should produce own power at on-site premises, but they clearly need geos as well to to meet with to to achieve that target. But we should make a clear distinction in order not to to compete with such direct actions. Installing an on-site solar panel or windmill uh, close to your facilities should always be number one step when it comes to carbon neutrality. Geos should not compete with such direct actions. But for the part that cannot be covered, and for many companies this is a reality, we need uh, an accounting system for the rest of electricity, for the rest of energy. And therefore the geos act as a very good complement to these direct actions and and is very much needed by the industry and having worked with with companies striving for carbon neutrality i, I truly see the the importance of of geos in that of course there are then direct benefits to geos such as the the increased in, income for the electricity producer who who gets gets extra revenue from from producing energy from from environmental in an environmentally sound way so that extra revenue can be any anywhere from 20 cents to 100 megawatt 100 euros per megawatt hour 
and typically it's about one euro per megawatt hour but then there are extra labels that go on top of that and those can be valued much higher so there's there's of course this direct monetary Mm -hmm. benefit that can be calculated into the investment decision but i i like to more talk about the the, what what it means for the whole society which was the first topic yes and uh of course if we talk about the direct benefits i'd say that one of the most significant ones is the added layer of transparency and uh the way geo enables any individual consumer to pitch in and to take charge of their own energy consumption. And especially in the current environment where renewable energy and energy transitions are extensively discussed, I'd say that it's becoming increasingly important to have both companies that are able to claim their energy use renewable, as well as to have the individual consumers given the opportunity to make all their energy consumption renewable and to have have confidence in the renewable electricity electricity actually being renewable, where the Grexel role in making sure that the system is and remains reliable kind of comes in again. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Very interesting insights, especially when it comes to the whole topic of carbon neutrality and the role of Grexel there or GOs in general. Okay, so if I followed you right through this, Grexel is kind of one of the key players who's opening and leveling the playing field of new energy carriers and green energy. I'm sure we'd like to say so. (laughs) If you're talking about let's go for companies who take a direct way and decarbonizing by maybe putting up solar panels or wind generators. Can they approach you and say like, we have a facility which produces green energy and we want a certificate for this, even though we are not reliable on the grid, it's our own facility. And you say, we can also issue you these GOs. Basically that's possible. Uh, but if that electricity goes to their on-site uh, demand to fulfill their on-site demand, then there there is not always need because in that case it's it's like it can be in a sort in a way physically tracked. But for everything that that goes into the grid, uh, there needs to be a certification system behind. Then a very technical question: We are always talking about like that there has to be some kind of registry. How do you make sure that it's no double usage of a GO and how is it issued that you say on a technical side you can really say I'm 100% sure that this megawatt hour you're consuming right now you paid for as labeled green is actually green energy. Good good question that is something that the European regulators have been trying to solve for 20 years. Uh, I would say that there's like uh, indirect and direct reliability and the direct is is quite well covered in the sense that we get our meter readings straight from the grid operators. So what what is actually injected into the grid is what is translated as a geo. And then uh, we operate the bank. So uh, with our experience, we are certain that like the utmost goal that there is no double counting in, in the registry. And of course that all the other things fall under that so we know that that is that is what is key 
and that is something that can be done uh, quite effectively because we have such a long history with with operating such banks and of course it would be a little bit the same as as duplicating money in your bank account of course that would be quite a major thing to happen for banks and as as we operate the bank of of renewable power in europe we know that we we cannot do that we have to keep exact track but when it comes to the indirect so that that i would consider that covered very well but on the indirect side meaning that if you buy renewable power is it right that that renewable power is still in the average mix what is then uh, translated to someone who is not buying renewable power but it's but it's just buying power so we need to make sure that whenever someone makes a renewable power contract renewable energy contract we correct the generic mix with that contract so that uh, instead of having 20% renewables in your default mix, which you get if you don't make a specific claim, you get only 10% because the other 10% has already been been used by someone who has ac- actively paid for it. So that that is something that we have helped our customers to overcome and is a good example of our our expertise, which is not IT related. So uh, we have helped our customers into designing their legislation as well as their processes. So that also the disclosure side is covered, which means that that there's no double issuing, there's no double transfer, but that there's no double use, either uh, either through double sell of the same product specifically or in, in the default product. Yes, and of course, now that we're in the topic of uh, us helping our customers and also being heavily involved in consulting in that sense, that's also something that's very much sought after now that new energy carriers are entering the GO system. And uh, one a good example of us helping our customers in in not necessarily so IT-related questions, has been the uh, heating and cooling pilot project registry by Hamburg Institute, where they're looking for best practices for handling heating and cooling geos. And we have been heavily involved in designing the system and designing the scheme, as well as, of course, executing the IT system that will then bring it all to practice. Okay, then allow me one more question. Are there any trends other than the warming and heating geos that you foresee for the whole market of geos? Is there anything you think that it's going to happen and it's starting to roll out, it's going to roll out soon from now on, which you think people should know about? So besides the new energy carriers, which is the big change from the Red 2 directive, um, we also see uh, much clearer rules for for disclosure. And disclosure is, is the process of informing the customer of the energy origin. So for example, the, uh, the Red 2 directive explicitly mentions residual mix as a must-have, meaning uh, that the renewable origin of geos cannot be duplicated even in any implicit mix. For the other things, I would 
consider something as an emerging trend uh, to have a more seasonal matching of the consumption uh, than just on a yearly level. There could be new products rising where, uh, so this, <clears throat> the geo bookkeeping is usually done on a yearly level. So if you have a contract with your supplier, uh, that supplier is, is required to prove on a yearly level that they have purchased enough geos to, to make good of their claim. But that could, that could shift, uh, with some consumers a bit more on a bit more frequent interval, meaning for example, type, uh, monthly, monthly verification of the greenness of your supply that could even go as far as hourly or 15 minute interval and there's a, a rising trend in the geo market amongst some uh, larger consumers who are a bit more progressive that uh, that actually for every hour that they consume power they should acquire geos for the same hour uh, so that so that there's like a complete match between the load of of consumption and the load of production and that is definitely something that uh, that we have been involved in uh, since the start of the talks and uh, something that could rise in the in the not not perhaps the next years but but in the decade to come one thing i wondered you said in the beginning that the producers of green energy, when they get a geo for their megawatt hour, they can make a revenue out of it because it's green energy. Do you think that Grexel somehow is also kind of funding companies, smaller companies who try to emerge with green energy to like give it like a slightly push to a more diversified energy market and production? all over Europe because now the small players are able to get geos and have like a lower entrance barrier to this market? Yeah, I would especially emphasize the hydrogen part here because uh, we have been operating the world's first hydrogen registry, geo, hydrogen geo registry. And if it hadn't been for a player like Rexel, it could could be that this that the cost of opening an account and operating your hydrogen geos would have been quite high for companies to pilot this uh, but since we we op we operate a registry as a service model where uh, we can we can offer it with a with a monthly fee and using our existing technology we are able to pilot this uh, the, the hydrogen certification system Uh, throughout Europe at the, at the cost rate which is tolerable for the market. Also from the electricity side and, and talking about the, the other energy carriers, I think that when we entered the market in the early, in the start of millennium uh, and already <clears throat> and also a long time after that, I think we were the only ones to provide a well-functioning registry solution which could be highly usable for, by any company and i think that that was a key uh, threshold minimizing factor for many companies that operating in, operated in the domains where we we hosted the service that of course the geos were there in legislation but if it hadn't been technically easy enough and affordable enough 
to use them, it could be that the market had not never developed to where it is. So we think that we have left Grexel with this 20-year history has left the mark on how how geos are today in Europe by providing an easy to use and affordable systems. So a key, a key player in the market, let's say. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today and for these interesting insights. Yeah, thank you both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, Also to our listeners, please also make sure to check out our sister podcast channel, which is Talking OTC Commodities, uh, where you find a range of podcasts which specifically target the global commodity sector. Thanks again um, for joining us from Grexel and see you soon. (laughs) 